Good morning. Hello, Orlando. Good morning, Mauricio. Good morning. Nice to see you. All right. So uh, today I want to continue a conversation that I had this morning uh, regarding uh, good morning, uh, Arcione. I have a converse, I had a conversation this morning about what we call the discovery meeting with our clients. Okay. And I want you to pay very, very close attention. Uh, it is an important, very important step in our business. If you skip this uh, part of the process, it's going to hurt you short and long term. All right. So that's why I want you to take a lot of notes today. Uh, bon appetit, Jenny. Oh, that looks like a coconut. That looks very good. All right. So <laughs> I love coconut, by the way. All right. So anyways, going back, Maurice, don't laugh. Don't bully me. Fabrice. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going to go right here. I'm going to show you my screen. I'm going to get deep. I'm going to go right into the content. I wanted to ask some questions about it because I know many of you, as I was at the beginning of my career in real estate, a little bit afraid of the, uh, of the process, but we, uh, we get better and better and we develop our confidence by doing it, right? And by practicing. I don't know why it says uh, webinars here. Made a mistake right there. Okay, so number one, what we call the discovery conversation. What is the discovery conversation? Well, it's the initial conversation before going out with our client. All right. And I want you to have that very present. We spoke about that uh, this morning in a different uh, meeting via radio. Right. And all of you should use it. Most don't, but all of you should use it. All right. Remember, guys, you are not a chauffeur. You are not a door opener. So you need to differentiate yourself from your quote unquote competition. And how do we do that? Well, through the discovery consult consultation for most agents, they think it is a waste of time for the top agents they know it saves a lot of time, all right? That discovery meeting sets uh, the tone for their relationship. The discovery meeting sets the tone for their relationship, all right? Very, very important. If your clients are saying no to that discovery meeting, to meeting with you is because you have not communicated the value of having that initial conversation, what we call the discovery conversation, right? By the way, even if they say no and you are showing them the value of that meeting, it means that they are not interested. So this morning I was talking, uh, I had for many years a, a coach, his name is uh, Perry Marshall. Some of you might know him. Uh, he's the author of the 80-20 book, the 80-20 book of marketing and sales. I highly, highly, highly recommend that book. Very analytical book. Uh, I recommend you read it, uh, you, you listen to it first via Audible, and then you can buy it. But I highly, highly, highly recommend it, all right? And he talks about, he never says pre-qualification. He always mentioned disqualification, got it? You wanna disqualify as many people as possible. Right, the way I've done it through the years, and uh, and Alejandro laughed, but but it's, it's if we think about it, we should be in the process of disqualifying most of the people we talk to, right? Because we should have enough leads that we don't have the time to talk to people that are not qualified, so we disqualify them through a process, right? So, when I used to be a real estate agent, and that's what I when I wanted to be, right, to a point where being a real estate agent costs you money. Right. So here's a point. Three things that I've done to disqualify 
those clients. Number one, they need to meet with me for at least 30 to 45 minutes, only with me in a neutral place via Zoom in my office. If you have an office, I'd rather do it via Zoom, all right? But never in their home, never in their home, okay? Now, if you're not willing to meet with me for 30 to 35 minutes, you're disqualified, end of story. Number two, in my case, you don't have to do it, but in my case, I charge four, $495. It's what, what we call a retainer's fee, which I return at closing. At any time they close with me, a year, two years from now, it doesn't matter. I will give them back the $495, right? But I do not, I do not meet with anybody for free, period. What well, just won't do that, right? That is another what filter, disqualifying the person. Oh, but other real estate agents don't charge. Yeah, you can meet with a real estate agent or you can meet with a professional, it's your choice, right? Number three, they need to be open, open to answer every single question that I ask. And all of the questions are gonna be professional, of course, but they gotta be open. And those, those two very important questions are gonna be number one, when? And the most uncomfortable question for most real estate agents is, how much do you have to invest? And do you have it right now? Very clear, very upfront. Most real estate agents feel uncomfortable asking those questions. Well, I'd rather you spend 35 to 45 minutes talking to a client in that discovery meeting and discovering that that client is not qualified that weighs 30 to 45 days. Got it? All right. Lorena, you had a question? Yes. Um, I would like to know how you, you told them that you're going to do a retaining contract and if you have a format of the contract. No, I don't. I don't ask him to sign anything. All right. Uh, that exclusive buyer agreement, I don't use. I never used it. Uh, at the end of the day, it's very difficult to enforce and it puts the client. That's my opinion. Some other people use it. All right. And that's okay. But in my, in my own personal case, I felt uncomfortable asking the person to sign an agreement. I'd rather them show me that they are committed. Right. But how they, they give you the money and that's it. Or yeah, that's it. That's receive, it. Or? Yeah. My assistant will charge you for that and we'll return it to you. And that's it. That's simple. All right. Or you write a check. Of course, I always had a PA, right? So you should all, all of you should be incorporated or at least a professional association, right? So they write a check to the professional association. That's simple. Very, very simple. Write a check. All right. Thank very, you. Very, very. Lorena Plaza PA. Write a check to Lorena Plaza PA like you do to a lawyer and then you deposit it. That's it. Got it? Thank you. Very simple for me. Very, very, very simple. It's another filter, right? We want to eliminate, like uh, Perry Marshall says, right? I want to speak only to the right, right, right people. And pretty much to everybody in this conversation, all right? You've, you talk to me uh, about coaching, either you fill out a form or you came referred by somebody that said twice, right? That you mentioned twice to that person that you wanted to learn about coaching. And most likely we send you to a landing page asking you, number one, 
asking you a series of questions, right? How long have you been in the business? What are your goals for 2022, for example? And if you have at least at least $200 a month to invest, and if you say no, what do we do? Delete, eliminate it, right? We are what? We are disqualifying the people. Uh, by the way, and you have to answer the questions, and there are 10 questions, and if you don't answer all the questions, we just don't engage in a conversation. I'm not going to answer the questions. It's okay. You don't have to. But that's the way we conduct business. You don't go to the doctor and you tell the doctor, I'm not going to weigh myself. You're not going to take my blood pressure. Listen, I go to the doctor. You tell me what to do, right? Right? It's that simple. So that's what we want. Remember, that discovery meeting, discovery session sets the tone for the relationship where you're in control of the conversation by asking questions. Now, most agents, and, and, and the reason most agents don't conduct as professionals is because they don't have enough leads. So they have one lead and the client says, I wanna see a half a million dollar home. What do they do? They get in the car, they run, they pick the, the client up and they show him 200, 200 homes. Why? Because they're desperate and it shows. And you don't have, you don't say it, but it shows. So like Daniel, my brother says, right? That's a very common saying in, in, in sales. Almost every problem in your business is cured by having more leads. If you had 300 people that wanted to talk to you, will you pre-qualify them? Will you send them to a landing page? Will you charge a 495? Of course you would, but on, because you have only one, then you want to hold on to that lead as much as you can. All right, Orlando, I get it. I only have one, but how do we solve that situation by having more leads? See, that's where our, the foundation of our coaching is based in three things. Generating more leads, converting those leads into clients and building teams. That's simple. More leads will cure that issue. If you have 100, 150, 300, 400 leads per week, then you, you need to, you, you, you see, you force yourself to what? To pre-qualify them, to ask the tough questions that most agents don't want to ask. And again, I'd rather you invest 35 to 45 minutes talking to a client that wastes 30 to 45 days. If you want to generate like a professional, you need to behave like a professional, right? And when you go to a consultation with a lawyer, with an accountant, with a doctor, who is the one, who, who are the ones asking the questions? The clients or the doctors or the professionals? The professionals, right? Right? Are you the one asking the questions? Most agents don't ask the questions because they feel uncomfortable asking the questions. They just listen to what they want. They go look for it and show to the client what they need it. They need it. All right? So let's go back back right here. Again, how do we cure, cure pretty much every single problem in our business? How do we cure it? More leads. More leads. Definitely. That's it. More leads. The more leads you have, the more strict you are about your business. One more time. The more leads you have, the more strict you are about your business. Right? the more demanding of your client you are. You demand from your client certain things. 
You're gonna meet with me for 30 to 45 minutes. You're gonna have a retainer fee. And number three, you're gonna answer all the questions. We are setting the tone for the conversation in a very nice way, get it? When, when you go to the doctor, to the accountant, to the lawyer, they sit in a very nice way. They have a structure and I want you to show that, all right? So let's continue right here. If you skip this step, you are skipping pretty much the most or one of the most important steps in the sales process because it's gonna create frustration it's gonna waste a lot of time for you. And of course, it's gonna make you waste a lot of money. I don't know if I just mentioned it, but there is a saying in sales that goes like this. Usually the bad leads hide the good leads. And I hope you understand the importance of what I just said. The bad leads usually hide the good leads. That's why you need to pre-qualify as much as possible. So those bad, un and sometimes they're not even bad leads, they're just not pre-qualified, right? So we not need ready. to do all the pre-qualification needed. So when we talk to them, it's just a small conversation, a very focused conversation that we have with them. Got it? I think I have a, a few uh, comments right here. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Ada. I'm new to the, to the team. So excited. Welcome, Ada. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the coaching. Good morning, Inoska. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what's the book called again? It's the 80-20 rule of sales and marketing or 80-20 principle of sales and marketing. Perry, P-E-R-R-Y, Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-E. I'm an A-L-L, Perry Marshall, 80-20 principle of sales and marketing. Highly recommend you buy the audio first. If you like it, then buy the book because it's a very heavy book. It's very analytical. Perry is a very analytical, an analytical guy, all right? All right? Very, very important. Uh, Deborah says, do you suggest retainer fee for a new realtor? So very important. It's not about being new or experienced. It's about communicating value, right? I've seen many agents that have been doing business for 20 years and they don't have the value or they don't know how to communicate the value. So it's not about how long you've been in the business. It's about your value. Got it? I'll give it to you on a very extreme example. Athletes, right? Athletes, 17 years old. They're again, they get paid $40 million, $40 million right out of high school. And they're getting paid more than an, a, a, an athlete that has been doing, that has been playing for 20 years, right? Well, but that's a brand new guy that is not proven, but it's the value they see on that athlete. So it's not about how long you've been in the business, it's how prepared you are and how you communicate that value that you have, Deborah. All right. So very, very, very important. Let's see how I've worked. All right, so when someone approached me and says they're interested in eight, 800 to a million dollar home and they say they are paying cash, what would be the steps? I take our questions asked, please. Very simple, go to module number one and module number two, it will explain to you exactly what to do, all right? The process. So 
if you have a client, what are the next steps? And we're going to go through that right here, Deborah. That question is going to be answered in today's uh, uh, session. So let, let's skip to that, and then I'll give you the framework back. So if we have a client that is interested in an 800 to a $1 million home, what do we do? First and foremost, we create the what? The discovery meeting, right? In that discovery meeting, we're going to go through a five-step process. Please write this down, guys. Please write this down. You have it in your modules, but I want you to write it down. Mr. Client, okay? First and foremost, we're going to identify the ideal 800 to a $1 million home that you're looking for, right? We're role-playing right now with Deborah's example, right? First and foremost, we're going to have identified that property. Second, we want to set up the right structure, legal structure. Number two, legal structure for the purchase of that home, right? Number three, it is a million dollars home. So we want to make sure that we have the right tax advice, tax advice, right? For the purchase, rental, if you're going to rent it, or sale of the property, right? Number four, we want to have the right state advice. Everybody dies, unfortunately. So we want to make sure that we we, we want to make sure that we have the lowest tax impact of the, on the sale of your home for your heirs. And number five, five we're going to talk about financing of your home. Got it? You see how I'm setting the tone as a consultant, not only as a real estate agent that is just looking for eight, $800 to $1 million properties. You see the big, big difference, right? Now, Mr. Buyer, I'm not an accountant. I am not... Uh, a tax attorney, right? I can be your legal representative, but I have the team that can help you with that. My job is to help, help you with step number one. Once we are done with step number one, we'll look for the right legal advice, tax advice, state advice, and financing advice. Got it? But before all of that, we got to find out exactly what you're looking for. So in order to do that, Mr. Buyer, I'm gonna ask you five very important questions. Then once we have that and we identify the property, we'll go for the financing, we'll go for the legal, we'll go for the tax advice. Make sense, Mr. Se Mr. Buyer? You see how different it is? I'm not selling anything at this point. I'm in the discovery meeting. That's what we call it, discovery. I'm discovering exactly what they want. Got it? Perfect. So. Now let's find out exactly what the 800 to a million dollar home looks like for you, Mr. Buyer. Number one, tell me exactly what you want. Is it a home? Is it a house? Is it a condominium? Is it a townhouse? Is it a one bedroom? Is it a five bedroom? If it is a condominium, is it a high rise? Is it in a high floor, low floor? It's an ocean view, bay view, city view. Describe for me the ideal property. Does that need a pool if it is a house? How many parking spaces? I want it, this discovery session is to discover exactly what the client is looking for. It's going to save me so much time and it's going to make me look like a real, real, real professional. So once we discover exactly what they want, then we go into the second question, which is what? Where? Oh, let's say in Miami, for example, where in Miami? So tell me where your parents live. Tell me where your friends live. 
If you are not from Miami, when you come to Miami, where do you stay? What are the areas you like the most? Do you have small kids? Are you looking for a nice school, for a good school? Where? We need to identify the where. Then the third one is the why. Why are you purchasing that million dollar property? Three reasons, one of the three reasons, right? Do you wanna live in that property? Do you wanna use it as a vacation home? Is it an investment home, right? You see, that consultation is completely different. I'm not saying, I'm not showing anything until I learn that. Number four, very important question, you need to ask when. So if I find you that property that you just described, and I go through the description of the property, if I find you that property today, will you be able to write an offer on that property? Ooh, that is a very straightforward question that needs to be asked immediately. Well, not, not, not right now, not right now. It's six months from now. So you know that it's not a hot lead that is ready to take action right away. So you can put that person in the back burner. You don't need to go out and show properties to that person. As, as a matter of fact, you should not go out and show properties to that person. That person is not ready. It's telling you six months from now. Six months from now, none of those properties that I can show you today are going to be available. I can send you the property so you can have an idea. But why would I go out with that person? And number five, the most important question and the question most agents are very afraid to ask, which one is it? What is it? How much? How much do, will you pay? Exactly. That simple. What is your budget and how much money you have to purchase that property? I rather the client tell me I only have $30,000 to invest in a million dollar property during the first conversation, which we know it's not going to happen. Well, we, we know it's, we're not going to be able to, to help the client. But I'd rather invest those 45 minutes than waste 45 days. We need to ask the tough, right questions, right? The quality of the questions determines the quality of the conversation and the consultation. So the higher the quality of my questions, the higher the quality of my consultation. Get that? That's it. So, Deborah, there you go. That is exactly the process you need to go through. That simple. Do not deviate. Do not ask any other question. So right there, you guys are going to receive, you're going to go to the modules. This recording is going to be ready by usually uh, 24, hour, uh, 24 hours later. So you might look at this recording, Deborah, uh, by tomorrow, and you can practice this. Remember, there are five key questions. What do you want? Where do you want it? Why do you want it? When do you want it? And finally, how much? That is it. That is it. All right? Do not deviate. Alejandro. Uh, what about when somebody asks you about some property that you have list? I want that house that you have in that neighborhood. It costs so much money. Perfect. Excellent. All right. So tell me why you want it. And I go back to the question. Why that house? What is it exactly what you are looking for? I want to hear it from you. Maybe it's not even for them. In the consultation, in the, in the conversation, do you, you, you discover, oh, it's for a friend of mine that I want to send it to him. 
And it's not even in the United States. It's in Colombia. Again, I got to go back to my structure. I want to make sure that I continue my structure. I just don't want to waste my time. Tell me, what is it exactly? Are you, I'm, I'm so glad you like this property. Tell me why. What is it exactly that you're looking for? You know exactly where is it located? Is that the area you're looking for? Number two, right? Where? Number two. And why do you want that property? Do you want to live in that property? Do you want it for a vacation? Do you want it as a, an investment property? Yes, it is available right now. Are you ready to make an offer on it? You see, I go back to my five questions. And let me ask you, will you need financing? How much money do you have right now for the purchase of the home? Very straightforward. It doesn't matter what they ask me. I need to go through my friend. When you go to the doctor, it doesn't matter what you're going to do. They're going to measure your blood pressure, right? Yes. They're going to take a look at your heart and they're going to weigh you. No, but this is, I have a pain in my elbow. I don't care. You get in that weight. I want to check your heart. I'm going to check your blood pressure. Same thing. Got it? Uh, but, but, yeah, go but, ahead, go ahead. but what about if the client doesn't know where to buy the property he has three different locations and and he's unsure because he wants to make the 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 good decision for him so he wants to see a lot of properties and be sure and be sure that's why we need to go through the that's why the first question is so important tell me exactly what you want and then the third one is the other the connection why There are three reasons, right? To leave, vacation, and investment. So the client is not sure where. Okay, tell me exactly why you want to buy it. If you want to live in that property, now describe for me the ideal place to live. Do you have small kids? Are you looking for a school? Are you looking close to your office? I need to do, before sending them more information, I need to know the why. And I need to know what is it exactly that, that, that represents the right property because I'll be wasting my time. Now, does that mean that I can only focus on one place? No, sometimes I'll have to go to a couple of areas and that's okay, as long as I'm very sure that I know what he's looking for. But I just can go, for example, I'm in Miami, Florida. My office is in, is in Coral Gables, right? I just can show some properties in Coral Gables and some properties in downtown Miami. It's just com two completely different worlds. The person that wants to live in the Gables doesn't want to live in downtown Miami and vice versa. It would, wouldn't make sense to go to downtown Miami and then Coral Gables. It wouldn't make sense. Got it? So I need to know why that person wants to purchase. Get it? All right? Even if he don't know why, because I'm, I'm his, like his doctor. Uh -huh. Right? Probably he do, don't know you, that, that. the answer. And then you got to keep asking the questions, asking why, 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 why? If it is an investment property, what do we care where it's located? Does it matter? Does it really matter where, where the property is located as an investment property? What matters is the numbers, the numbers for the property. That's what, what really matters. The return. If the return is there, it doesn't really matter where it is. Got it? All right. So... Let's go to Laura. Laura says, good morning, Orlando. How much should an agent spend on marketing? And what's the percentage? So the amount or the percentage is secondary to the main purpose. 
what's the most important purpose when it comes to marketing? Developing the habit, frequency and consistency. So on TV, they ask me that question all the time. What percentage of our income should we save? At the beginning, it doesn't matter. What matters the most is developing the habit. Got it? Ideally, okay, let's go into the percentages. Ideally, you should invest 20 to 25%, 25% of your gross commission into marketing, ideally. Now, if I ask a new, an agent that has never invested in marketing out of your $10,000 commission, you're going to take $2,500. The, the agent's going to go crazy. What? Are you crazy? No way. It's just too much for that person. So what we want at the beginning is to create the habit, the, the frequency, the consistency that we know that every single time we generate a commission, a percentage starting with 5%, Laura, starting with 5%, you're going to devote to marketing. Because by the way, even if, if you have all the money to invest in marketing, we don't want you in coaching. We don't want you to invest all the money that you have right away. We want you to understand what's working and what's not in terms of marketing. And we want you to feel confident and comfortable that you're going to be able to handle the leads that your marketing generates, that your systems are capable of handling the leads marketing is generating. And then you keep increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing. Got it? Remember what we said last week. The agent that is willing to pay the most for the client is the agent that wins. By the way, it's not only about agents. It's in any industry, right? In any industry. The company that is willing to pay, pay, pay the most to acquire that client is usually if not to say always, the company that wins. That simple. Remember Amazon, now the second biggest company in the world? For how many years, they never gave a penny back to their investors. And Jeff Bezos said, I won't give you a penny for many years to come. So if you want to invest in Amazon, do not expect for me to give you a penny back because all we're doing is developing what? Our platform and what? Buying, buying clients, losing money for many years, many years. As a matter of fact, Amazon becomes the dominant force in online marketing because they invested so much money in Google ads. When Google was just getting started, they said, we're going to put all this money into Google Ads because nobody's using it. And they position themselves as the number one and unique ones. So the one that is willing to pay the most, and I'm going to an extreme example with Amazon, right? But the agent that is willing to pay the most to position himself as the expert on that area to acquire a client is the one that wins. Always, always. Now, if you're making 10,000, by the way, Red Bull, right? I always give this Red Bull example. Red Bull is the number one energy drink in the world. And what do they do every year when college starts? They give away their product. They're paying to acquire the client. And all of us 
are paying to acquire clients. So how much are you willing to pay? But I want you to feel comfortable understanding that what's working and what's not. And once you want, here's another key, please pay very, very close attention to this. We're in the business of what? We're in the business of? Marketing. Marketing, Marketing. exactly. So we as marketers, right? We, we have this tendency, which is very good. Here we go. Once we find something that works, meaning if I invested $9,999 into this marketing and I acquire a $10,000 client, I'm making $1. Not much, but I'm making $1, right? My job is to abuse that marketing strategy until it doesn't work anymore. Use it and abuse it. Use it and abuse it. Use it and abuse it. And when that is costing you more that the client is making you, then you don't use it anymore. Make sense? So Laura, you start with $75 to $85 per week, sometimes to $100 per week. You, you, you test your systems of lead generation, your email marketing, your social media, how you return the calls, how you do the follow-up, how you handle objections, how you make the presentation, how you close the clients. Now you're ready to say, you know what? I can handle all these leads. Now I want to invest $200, now $500, now $1,000, then $2,000, $5,000, right? So you grow with your marketing. But the most important thing, Laura, and thank you for asking that question, is not how much money or what percentage. Ideally, 20, 25%. But the most important thing is not the percentage, or the amount. The most important thing is the habit, right? Very good, very good. All right, so let's see. Uh, Alejandro says, what about when they have three big areas that they're interested? So Alejandro, what I would say to that client is, okay, if you had to pick one, which one would it be? Right now, with what you know so far about those three areas, which one would you pick first? And then you focus on that area. And you exhaust everything in that area. And if you find some, something in that area, you don't have to go to the other two. What I don't want is going from one area to the other. All right? Very, very important, right? So right here, Josmar, another question. What happens if your client comes from New York and they don't know South Florida? Yesterday, I received an email in my website. Very good. They told me the budget and some details, but they're asking me about three areas and they want to buy in three months. All right, very good. You got 90 days, 90 days to identify exactly the right area for them. With those five questions, what do you want, where, why, and what? What do you want? Where do you want it? Why, when, and how much? Now you got three months to send them all that information. To give them, you know, the school rating, uh, the entertainment, restaurants. So when they come, now they have a preferred area, just more, right? They say, oh, you know what? I want to go to South Beach. Or you know what? What you told me about South, South Beach, I don't like it. I'd rather go to North Beach. I'd rather go to Mall Harbor. I'd rather go to Surfside. I just don't like South Beach anymore the way I saw it, right? And then you focus on that area. Now, when they come three months from now, you can drive around a little bit with them if you want to, but it's not starting from zero. We want to focus in one specific area, all right? Laura, I answered that question. Very good. 20 to 25%. 
Got it. Have its own consistency too. Very good. All right. Oh, very good, Edna. I love that one. Very good. What do you recommend when your client is asking you to send information about properties and seems that it's not moving on? My, my brother's favorite word. Next. Edna, if you had 1,500 clients calling you 24-7, what yeah. would you do? Next. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's it. Very, very, very simple. The reason we stay with one client is because we don't have another one to replace them. So we got to find another one. Sometimes it seems like the, the client is qualified for everything, mm -hmm. for the money, for the uh, location, his, uh, all the questions you ask. Uh, so after you ask all the, those questions, you, you know what your, exactly what your client's needs. But he says, okay, um, once you define the property, talking about, for example, a pre-construction, I'll say, okay, send me an information. Uh, okay, but uh, I'm not sure, blah, 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 blah. Uh, send me another information. So I said, my God, this is too, too much. Okay, so okay, write this down, please. This is very important. How do we close a client? How do we close a client? Three questions to close a client, right? Mm -hmm. Again, we need to use those five questions. Mm -hmm. First five ones, and then I'm going to go into the three closing ones. You okay. told me exactly what you wanted, right? <laughs> is, it, is it what you wanted? No. Well, if it is not, then it's my job to find what it is. Is it what you wanted? Yes. Perfect. Is it in the area where you want it? Yes. All right. So is it there for the reason you want it? Yes. All right. Is it within the budget that you want it? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Well, I want to keep looking. Well, all right. Keep looking for what? So now here's the way we, we close a buyer, right? Three things. Yes, Mr. Client, every single buyer sacrifices one of three things in the purchasing process. Every single buyer sacrifices one of three things in the purchasing process. Every single one, without exception. Location. Number one is the location, right? The location. Number two is the space, how big that property is, right? Or number three, price. Number three, price. Now, first, you need to find out why that person needs, wants to keep looking. What is it that he didn't like about what you send them? I send you what you wanted, where you wanted for the price you wanted it and the reason you wanted it. Mm -hmm. Is there anything wrong with those three? Mm -hmm. Got it? So how you close them with those three questions, location, space, and price. Well, mm -hmm. but I want something uh, bigger. All right. So can we increase the budget? Yes, we can. All right, so let's eliminate everything that I gave you. Let me look for something bigger. No, 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 we can't uh, We can't, uh, increase the, the budget. All right, but can you stay in that location, but with a smaller space? Yeah, that can be it. All right, so let's eliminate everything we saw. Let me look for something smaller with that price range in that area, in that location, or Okay, I understand that the space has to be there. You don't want anything low, smaller than a two bedroom. I know you got to stay in the $600,000 range. Can you we move location? And sometimes the location is just, sometimes it's within the building. Can it be instead of ocean view, can it be city view? 
but I need to know why he needs to keep looking. Mm-hmm. It's like if, if when you're going to purchase a car. Well, I want to see another one. Okay, let me show. Why do you want to see another one? What is it exactly that you're looking in a car that this one doesn't have? I need to ask every single time they tell me I want to look at another property. I need to know why. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the key. And that's how you close the client. For our sake and for their sake too. Mm-hmm. Got it, guys? Good I question. think one of the, the things that we, we need to handle also is the perception in the market that the market is a booming, that it is... Uh, is coming for with uh, lower prices. So some of the uh, investors or clients uh, wants to wait or wants to see if they oh, can the, find something the, better. There are two different things, buyers and investors. There are completely different clients, right? Mm-hmm. If you are buying, it's because you want to find the home, which is completely right. different. Now, now, and by the way, if you want to wait, that's okay. But just let me know. But what, what am I doing looking for a property? If even if I find the right property, you're exactly. gonna say, well, but I don't know if the, the market is gonna change. Well, let's wait then. And that, exactly. that's perfectly okay. But exactly. I need, that, that's why the fourth question is so important. When if I find you the property that you want, where you want it, for the reason you want it, and the price you want it, will you make a decision now? Exactly. Well, not right now. Because well, then then we don't need to have a conversation right now. Exactly. You see how simple it is if we have mm-hmm. the framework? Mm-hmm. Because there is no property that we're going to show them that is going to convince them because they're going to come with the quote-unquote objection. Well, I don't know if the market is going to change. Well, if you don't know and you don't want to make a decision, I respect that. Let's Thank talk you. in a month from now. Mm-hmm. That's simple. Lorena. Thank you. Orlando, how a way, an elegant way to tell them that you don't want to work with them that next but how, how you will, you, you, you need to um, let them know, right? Or just okay. disappear and never answers. Uh, no, no, don't disappear and never, never answer. No, of course not. I know you're, and I know you're not going to do that. Uh, we need to make a decision. That's simple. All right. And, and the way I close them again is with those three. Location, space, or price. So what are you re- willing to, to sacrifice because I'm going to get you the right property for you. You might not like the property, but this is the right property for you, for your budget, for the air, for the location and for the space. And then if they say, well, but that, you know, I want to keep looking. No, there is, there is nothing. And that's the way you get out of that conversation. There is not nothing in that price range with that size in that location. But if I do find one, I'll get back to you. That's it. Oh, Mr. Thomas Hoffman. There you go. Now here it comes the the heavy uh, the, the heavy uh, equipment. There you go. The heavy. You give me too much credit, Orlando. You are you are the heavy equipment. There you go. I'm just what a would you say? I'm just a shovel. I'm just a shovel. Um, what I could say is this. I would say what you said, but I would add something else. I would say at this time. At this time, right? Right. And I will and I will keep looking for you. You know, but I will slowly like smoothly just distance myself i will put an alarm on the mls if that's what i'm looking for you know i'll I'll just keep but uh, but i won't make it a priority i'll just put it into the second tiers the third tier you know start working with somebody else that's more ready willing and able and uh, and realistic 
Right. Sometimes uh, the expectations of buyers are not realistic, especially in an up market like now where a lot of buyers are frustrated because the prices of what they think they can buy are no longer there. And then the wishful thinking comes in and says, let's wait till the prices come down. Right. Sometimes it will come down, yeah. but it's interesting. In my, um, in my history of real estate, I've seen the prices go up and then come down, but they never go down to the place where they were before. Right. And uh, you can look at the chart of appreciation, specifically for Florida, where the prices of today are nowhere, you know, are, are much more than what we had in 2008 already. We're already past that point. Exactly. Right. Bill says, put them on the MLS brief. Uh, very good. Like Thomas said, right, Thomas? Uh, Bill says, uh, you know, put them on the MLS brief and follow up when they see them in a port of yeah. properties. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's that. It, it's very simple when you have the three questions, right? Location, space, and price. And if we can find that, then I will keep looking for you and I will get back to you when I find one. That's it. Very, very proper, very nice, all right? So to finish it off for today, I wanna show you right here. I wanna go back to what we were discussing right here. There we go. Uh, there we go, okay. So I think we make the case, all right, uh, for the discovery consul consultation. I'd rather you invest 35 to 45 minutes that invest 35 to 45 days. Now, how do we do the process? Well, you want to define the relation, all right? The relationship, it's going from an agent relationship to being a consultant by asking the right questions, not just looking for the right property. Anybody can go to the MLS and look for properties and show properties, right? But you want to set the expectations and the process that they can see that you have a structure, that you have a process, right? Those five-step process that I asked, that, that I mentioned, and then those five uh, questions that I mentioned. Thomas, you had a comment? No, good. All right. So uh, describe the five steps. Remember that I mentioned. Excuse me, Orlando. Sure. Uh, can you explain more the, the, the difference between the agent and consultant? Because Very good. An agent, yeah. So what, what do you think is the perception of, of the consumer about the real estate agent? Is it a, a, you know, a professional, a very uh, sophisticated professional that can help them or just a salesperson trying to make a buck? What do you think is the perception of the consumer? Reality. The second one. Exactly, it's very low, right? The perception of a real estate agent is not a, it's not a perception of a very high professional. It's not an opinion, it's a reality. Whether we like it or not, it is what it is, right? So in that discovery consultation, we wanna set up the expectations and, 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 and start the relationship by communicating to them how we can help them. Find the property, find the right legal structure, find the best uh, structure uh, to lower their taxes, state taxes also, and finally financing, right? That we have a team to help them achieve one of the most important financial goals in their life. So a regular agent will just ask, what do you want to buy? And they'll go into the MLS and look for those properties. A consultant will ask many questions. When you pay a consultant, what do they do? 
right? You get together with them. They create a strategy. They ask you, but the, the first, the first uh, meeting with a consultant is what a bunch of questions, right? They're asking you about your business, about how many years, about the budget you have, about the type of clients, what's the ideal client. It's a consultation. It's more about them than about you. And real estate agents go to, a, a, to the first meeting talking about them. Me, my company, how many years I've been in business. Look at how many properties I sold. Me, 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 me. Imagine that you hire a consultant to help you grow your business. And all that consultant is saying is talking about them. They're selling you. So we want to uh, set up the right expectations, right? We want to make sure that they understand that the, the definition of our relationship is a consultant more than just a real estate agent, all right? You go through the five steps we mentioned, right? Remember, it's not selling, it's about discovering. I want to discover what you want, where you want it, why you want it, when you want it, and how much. Right? Specifically, specifically, I want to make sure but specifically, I want to make sure that I uh, that I I step I stop and stay on question number three. Question number three is what? Why do you want to buy the property? Why do you want to buy it? I want to know as much as possible about that reason. Right? Remember the three filters. You got to meet with me for at least thirty to forty-five minutes. I'm going to ask for a retainer, and you need to answer those questions. By the way, I want to say that in a nice way, uh, I just want to be firm for me and for the client too, because I don't want the client to waste their time either. Because as you said, Alejandro, and, and somebody and somebody else said, I think it's uh, Deborah, you know, sometimes they come from, from New York, from other places, and they don't know. So my job is to help them save time. Since they don't know, I just don't want to drive them around for three, four days, five days, and then they go back to New York and say, I don't know, I'm more confused now than I was before. That's my job, right? Number five, use the five pre-qualifying questions we mentioned already. And finally, focus on the client. That's it, focus on the client. The first consultation, it's about establishing the relationship and you're gonna establish a more firm relationship by focusing on the client. It's all about them. And they're going to feel, all right, that you truly, genuinely, gen, gen, you know, you're genuine about, about you truly want to help them. Because the more you ask them questions, the faster you're going to be able to help them. Got it, guys? All right. So today's session, I always say I'm going to finish 10 minutes earlier. And I'm on time right now. Eight minutes is not that bad. Uh, that, that you take those eight to 10 minutes just, just to absorb this information and to make sure that you consciously start structuring your first meeting with your clients as a discovery session, as a discovery meeting, where we want to discover exactly what you want. All right, that's it. If you start with that in mind, the relationship you're going to have with your client is going to be a much more valuable for you and for him or her. Got it? All right. Let's see if I have any other question right here. Uh, Laura, yes. The questions are, what do you want? It's in order, okay? And we need to ask the questions in order. What do you want? Where do you want to purchase? Why do you want to purchase? When? Do you want to purchase? 
and how much, right? Deborah asked very important question. So the client would have to go through their CPA or lawyer to know about the taxes and state laws, right? Yes, not us, absolutely. We are not lawyers, we are not accountants, but we need to have a team. And Deborah, if you ask your broker, they will have a list of uh, CPAs and lawyers uh, that the client can use. Sometimes the client has their own lawyer or CPA and that's okay. I rather prefer when they have one, great, they can use their own. But if they don't, we should refer them to two or three and they can pick. All right, guys? All right. So we finally got to uh, the second session of the year. The second session of the year. Let's go. All right? Yes. Orlando, can you put the discovery meeting why uh, picture, please? To take a picture sure, of, sure. of this? Right here. Let me put it right here. Uh, I'm going to go right here, do the process. That's, there you go. That's there it. you go. There you go. You can take a picture of that. So remember, guys, we have our retreat. For those of you who are not there yet, remember, we're going to be there. That one is in Spanish, the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st. It's going to be a three-day event, a celebration, planning, and then goal setting for the next quarter. For those of you who can attend, we're going to be discussing here, but it'll be great for you guys to join us is live right here in Miami. If you want more information about the retreat, make sure you email me at Orlando at MontielOrganization.com. All right. Remember that tomorrow we also have the weekly session like this one in Spanish conducted by my brother. I'll be there tomorrow. So it's going to be, my brother takes a little bit longer. He usually takes about two hours. Uh, so many of you participate in that session. I, I know that it's very, very insightful so if you speak spanish go to that session as well remember also for those of you who are new you have all the structure you have all the modules right here in the monte organization to grow your business and if you have any questions you can use also the forum or you can use these sessions to ask any questions there is no question in your real estate business that we won't be able to answer that is a guarantee that we have in our coaching. So please make sure that number one, you follow the modules. Number two, if you have questions, you go to the forum. And number three, you attend all those weekly sessions. All right, guys, Jennifer had a question. We're gonna end up with that question. Jennifer, how can I help you? Hi, um, my question is, um, I'm interested in, uh, in that meeting tomorrow with your brother. So okay. uh, I can get the information for going. Perfect. Uh, for those of you who do not know uh, how to get into the Tuesday meeting, write to info at monteroorganization.com, info at monteroorganization.com. You will receive every single week two things, an email with the link and a text uh, via phone, uh, uh, a phone text with the link to that meeting. All right. But All make right. sure, Jennifer, since you are uh, new in uh, the Montero organization, just write to info at Montero organization and, and this, just confirm and that I'll be uh, you'll be sending me the login information for tomorrow's session. All right. Thank Welcome. you. Welcome. Ah, very good. Alejandro just put it in there. Thank you, Alejandro, for, for putting that information. Info at Montero organization. It is Thank a pleasure. You. Thank you, Mauricio. Nice to see you. Want to be back in, in Mexico really, really soon. Claudia, we won't have an online version of the retreat, not at least for this one. I know a lot of people ask about 
uh, having also uh, virtual access to the retreat. Now yes. we are thinking about it. Uh, please, please, please. I'm not, I'm not that convinced yet, uh, but we'll, uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we do. Uh, we are not ready for this one yet. Orlando, we'll commit to our development, and that will happen. <laughs> I know. Definitely. I know, I know, I know. So it, it, it involves a different logistic because we have we need more camera people. We're going to have three camera people following us around, and we, we do that for you guys for the experience to be uh you know worth uh, uh you know wor worth attending. It's we need another at least three to four people going through the whole retreat. So, anyways, we're thinking about that. And with that, I end today. Remember, guys, we are here to help you grow your business. There is no question that you have for your real estate business that we won't be able to answer. So make sure you use the forum and you use our weekly calls on Mondays at 10 and Tuesdays at 10. See you guys tomorrow. I'll be in my brother's session tomorrow. Take care, guys. Have an amazing, amazing week. Nice to see you. Bye-bye. Take care. Uh -huh.